$5,000. That's the average amount of money people in the U.S. are now spending on gas in a year. Five grand. That's crazy. If you drive, you have to download Upside, the free app that gives you cash back every time you get gas. That's right. You can earn real cash back with Upside just by buying the gas you're already buying. You can literally start earning cash back today. I use Upside every time I fill up, and I've already made around two, $300. You're putting gas in your car anyway. Why not get real cash back? If you like free money, download Upside. I'm saving the cash I earn from using Upside to help pay for a vacation later this year. Download the free Upside app now to earn cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code SAVE to get an extra 25 cents per gallon on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code SAVE for a 25 cents per gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code SAVE for a 25 cents per gallon bonus. Hey, Raindrops. Yes, so I finally got merch. That's right. You can buy your allegedly, and my boys, mugs, T-shirts, raindrops, hoodies, and T-shirts all on carloskingshop.com. That's right. Get your hoodies, your T-shirts, and your mugs all on carloskingshop.com. Welcome to Reality with the King. It's me, Carlos King, the king of reality TV and one of the most sought-after executive producers in reality television with over 10 years of production experience. Once a week on Reality with the King, we'll sit down with my friends across the entertainment industry, recap our favorite reality shows, and revisit unforgettable moments that we are still talking and tweeting about. Hey, Raindrops. On today's episode of Reality with the King, I'm here with New York Times bestselling author Michael Arsenault as he and I talk about the Real Housewives of Atlanta and this demand for reboot or not. So Michael also wrote an article for the Huffington Post where the title is RHOA is so underwhelming. It needs to be revamped. Our raindrops. I am a raindrop, so happy to be here. I listen to, you know, I listen to the pod. <laughs> so, again, the title is RHOA is so underwhelming. It needs to be revamped. Invented beef is not that entertaining, and Bravo has two options to fix this show. So, Michael. I'm assuming you're not into this current season. <laughs> no, it, no, no. And I know some of the girls are really trying, but can I actually just start? I mean, Drew is a lovely person. I wish anybody that was married to that man well, but like, I don't believe anything she ever said. It's like watching a Tubi or a Tyler Perry parody of Real Housewives of Atlanta. Like, I don't know what to believe. Like, I understand she's dealing with stuff, but like, there's that. Like, Marlo... I'm happy she finally got a peach. I actually long rooted for that. But honestly, and I, it's going to sound worse than it should, but she would have been a better main character five or 10 years ago when she had a deeper relationship with women on the cast. I really enjoy actually watching her with her nephews, but I don't understand like the thing with Candy. I'm like, girl, you're not mad. The chef, I don't know if I believe that, but okay. Um, and Kenya was not lying about, I didn't not, it's not a scooter, but the thing that gets you up the ladder, pardon my chair lift. Yes. The chairlift. Yes. I, and I was like, Oh, she does have one. Okay. Um, 
Yeah, I just think the show, and I don't necessarily really, I mean, I do think Drew has kind of brought down the value of the show, respectfully. You're saying that Drew Sedora brought down the value of the show. Yeah, like in some ways, it's a good look for her. And I don't deny that she hasn't providing drama to the show. Again, like, it's really hard to believe her because she lies. She be lying. Like, it's not... I don't know what to believe. I truly don't know what to believe. And I actually still really don't like this whole idea we're caught up in like whether or not she kissed a woman. And I can understand maybe, I mean, I wrote a book called I Can't Do This. I get the religious conflict with some of that stuff, if that's all true. But it's like, we're look, she lies like Donald Trump. It's like, we're looking at something with, pl- with our plain eyes and she will tell you that it did not happen. I think she's a good actress, but I think she should be acting. Like, I think Drew should be in more scripted stuff. I should... Drew should be in more plays. Drew should be on TV. Like Drew, should, and she has a nice voice. I remember she was pushing originally back in the arts, but like, it's not really good on the show. I don't know what to believe, but like, literally, she lies like Trump. It's the same thing. I don't. It's like I would. I genuinely wish her well, but I just don't know what I'm watching. And like, even on the finale, I'm feeling bad, but I'm like, is this even real? I'm like Candy and scene. First of all, I'm still stuck on you calling Drew, Drew Ivanka Trump. So Drew, your new name right now is Drew Ivanka Trump. Michael is alleging that all you do is lie, lie, lie all the time. And you are a beautiful girl with a great voice and you should be acting. First of all, congrats on the past. People are saying it was a great movie and that Drew did well. So you may be onto something in terms of should Drew stick to acting? So let me unpack this a bit. One thing I want the world to know is you are a diehard fan of the Real Housewives of Atlanta. The reason why you and I know each other is because we have a mutual friend named Tiffany. Um, And Tiffany would say to me, like, you got to meet my friend, Michael. He's amazing. He is obsessed with the Real Housewives of Atlanta. This is back when I was short running the show. So you're not somebody who just started watching it. You have been watching it since season one. So when you say you think Drew brought down the value of the show and you're giving your examples, what was it about the earlier days of the Real Housewives of Atlanta that made you a diehard fan to now to where you're not seeing it anymore? I mean, when it initially started, it was, I mean, there's nothing like you see on TV, people like NeNe, like you can't find that anywhere. And I understand like shows transition. I look at like now essentially, because I know the ratings are still probably like solid. I'm sure they really do well on Peacock. But ultimately, it's like a, it's like a soap opera. And sometimes soap operas kind of like lose their steam a little bit and you need a bit of a shake. I just think with Drew, and I, it's kind of like, I know that sounds harsh, like bring down the value, but ultimately the show was about friends or people who were close enough to be friends for casting agents. And they have this relationship and they share actual parts of the lives and like the conflict and the drama. It all feels more natural. Drew came in really hot the first season and, I mean, most audience didn't know what to do with her or Ralph. I think second season was a little bit better, but for her. But now I'm just kind of remembering, I'm like, I don't know what to believe with you. And so there's her. But then ultimately with the show, I just think they're not friends. They're not friends. They don't really have any real connection with each other. And I think just kind of pulling, digging in the crate, so to speak, and pulling in old cast members doesn't necessarily work if you're going to, if you, I mean, like if Nini's not coming back, there's only so many people you can pull through. Portia would essentially work. I will say in hindsight, when I heard Candy and Kenny on your show say that, she doesn't think, they both said they don't think a full reboot could work. 
as soon as I heard them say it, I kind of thought maybe that's true. If only unlike New York and like a black social circle like that, no matter the age, someone probably already knows someone else. Okay, well, maybe do Miami or OC or like season five reboot of New York, because it's just I think we a lot of people watch it because we've been watching it for years. And that, again, like a soap opera, but it's stale. And actually, I don't rush to watch it now. It's just y'all don't like each other. Y'all fighting over nothing. No one's sharing. Well, most aren't sharing the actual details of what's going on in their lives. And then we watch people argue about stuff from three years ago that wasn't an issue then, but we thought it was set up. But it's just like, what what am I watching? Y'all like each other. Y'all lying. I agree with you in the sense of, listen, I've been a part of that show since season one and I left season nine. And what I can't say to you, Michael, is what made the show so successful out the gate was these big personalities, but, but bigger storylines. Bigger storylines. You had Sheree dealing with the crux of a divorce, like going through a divorce, possibly losing her home because in the in the divorce proceedings, Bob Wilford at the time was battling child support and alimony and all these things. You had Nini deal with um, wanting to search for her father. Is this my real father? Is it not? You had Kim Zosiak dating a man who was still married. Um, this mysterious guy who's buying her an Escalade, who's buying her Rolexes. Thank you, Papa. You know, you had Deshaun Snow, who was married to a basketball star in this big, gigantic house. She had maids, servants, um, nannies, chefs. And you were like, what is, what am I watching here? And it, it kept being, the stakes kept being increased with the with the additions of Candy and Cynthia and Phaedra. I think Kenya Moore came in and poor, it, it, it elevated throughout the course of the season. Yeah. And what I'm hearing from you that I am agreeing with is every season of that show since season one, the stakes were raised higher to the point where when certain people were let go, you didn't miss them because you elevated the show with the additional cast members. And we were on this ride and we're on this journey. And I think, and I'm going to say this, I never said this publicly. I think the moment that Kim Fields was cast. Yeah. Oh man. I think we all said, where is this show going now? Because are we casting, I call it stunt casting. Are we casting somebody because they happen to have a name, being a, being a household name like a Kim Fields, where anybody within two seconds of seeing Kim Fields around that cast would have said, this is a bad idea. And no, I send her back to work. Like, we love her. Leave her alone. Go to work, Kim. Don't do this. Yeah, <laughs> Kim's directing movies, act. She has a hit yeah. show on Netflix called The Upshaws. And sure. this is something I said to Kim Fields directly. I'm like, you don't belong on this show. And there's no shade to Kim Fields. Kim Fields, not everybody's meant to be a reality star. So I, I feel like that was the moment. And I was a part of it then, right? But I was like, uh, where are we going with, like, I don't know about this. And now I think we're feeling the same thing with the new additions. Yeah, because I just, well, I know how, uh, people, uh, Kilunini have thoughts about Candy, but I'll say I can tell from being in a girl group, as I'm assuming, 
she knows how to be an ensemble. Ultimately, she knows the role that she's playing. Kenya knows the role that she's playing. She's clearly bored and they're not using the footage she provided, which I do think people want to see. Um, I want to see it. Um, the new, Celia Richards Ross would a, is lovely. Her husband is amazing to look at. She reminds me of Deshaun Snow in that you're very nice. What you doing here? I know because of a friend, like how important she is in track. I'm like, you're an Olympian. You were like on NBC Sports. I think the last episode of the, in the finale was probably her best episode that I've seen. But I just, I don't know how she mixes in the group. I also, do, even Sheree, I noticed this season she was being more of like an anchor. But like I mentioned in the article, that's not really her natural position. She's more of like pasta or bone collector or something, you know, shade. It's not that. Um, Courtney, um, I don't think that, I mean, she, that stuff about Drew was nasty, but, uh, generally she seems like a nice fan that shouldn't be there. Like a fan of the show who wanted mm -hmm. to jump in and like, almost like OG on basketball wise. Oh, I can already hit a tweet, a messages to that. But, you know, uh, uh, someone that knows how already they feel about the show and, and you can tell, as it, I mean, I get it. It becomes more formalic in that a lot of people are trying to self-produce. I just think most of the people self-producing aren't good at that and should just, all the manufactured drama and like all that stuff, I really truly think the most interesting things about the show are when the people on the show are have relationships with each other and they're just telling us what's going on. I didn't even go back to your question, that really is just the difference. Like this whole season has gone by, I only really know what's going on with Candy. Um, I know, now I wouldn't know what's going on with Kenya from the show, but I know from you, and to be blunt, speak on it. And your podcasts have been like more entertaining than the episodes and the chatter around the show this season. Cause everyone's like, what is this? I just think every people are there ready to work, but this is just not the right mix of people. I had to stop watching because for two reasons. One, you're absolutely right. When a show has been on for more than a decade, at that point, it's, it's a habit for anybody all over the world to know that at eight o'clock p.m. on a Sunday, you're watching Bravo. I think we all know that. I think every network knows that any show we create, we run the risk of it competing against people's patterns of behavior of watching the Atlanta Housewives eight o'clock on a Sunday. So let's not put a brand new show to compete against that time slot because we want people to watch. So we all know that. And I think all of us, are watching it out of habit, which is why the yes. ratings are um, stabilized. I'll, I'll say this. It is similar to a, a, a soap opera. You know, honey, at 1230, the young and the rest is coming on. And at 130, you got the bold and the beautiful. Like, you, you, you just yeah. know that. You know that for, back in the day, 4 p.m. was Oprah. You just, you just yeah. know that. It was, it was, it was, it was a habit. I stopped watching because I felt myself being disappointed week after week because yeah. I come from producing the show and I know what it takes for that show to be great. And I'm watching a show I was once associated with where, listen, there's been seasons where 
it wasn't the greatest, but it was sustainable for, to watch. Mm-hmm. It was like, okay, I can watch this. I, 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 I would do that. It was something about this season that I was like, I can watch this. And is what you said, Michael, you guys aren't friends. You yeah. guys aren't friends and you're forced to be around each other. You, 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 you just don't want to be around each other and no one's giving great personal story. And I feel like a lot of people are catering to their fan base. And a lot of people are trying to hide something because their intention of going on the show is to Bethany Frankel their way out of it. Stay tuned. We'll get into this conversation right after these quick ads. If you're anything like me, you're always busy, you're always on the go, and sometimes you don't have enough time in the day to prepare your own meals. Well, baby, welcome to HelloFresh. They have a very quick and easy recipe and 15-minute meals that you can get a very tasty dinner, honey, on the table in less time than it takes to get takeout or delivery. Hello Fresh takes out the stress anytime you think about preparing a meal for you or your family. They have these ingredients and recipes that they deliver right at your door. So look, this fall, skip that extra trip to the grocery store and have dinner ready in no time with America's number one meal kit. I know what you're thinking. Well, Carlos, is it going to remain fresh like my produce? The answer is yes. When you get HelloFresh, you know you're getting top-notch produce since it travels from the farm to your door in less than seven days. If you follow me on social media, you know I'm always preparing my own meals. Thanks to HelloFresh, I'm able to do it at a very, very concise time with my very busy schedule. It also tastes really good. The recipes are easy to follow And because I like plant-based food, they also have options for people like me. It's really, really good. Go to HelloFresh.com slash 50RWTK and use code 50RWTK for 50% off plus 15% off the next two months. HelloFresh. America's number one meal kit. This is Reality with the King, and I'm Carlos King. Let's get back into the show. Why are you blocked by King of the Icon Mall? I don't know, because I don't usually add the celebrity. I don't, like, they don't need to see my, like, disapproval or whatever. I'm just tweeting whatever. I think maybe when I used to use the hashtag when Twitter was really going, maybe she said something like, eh. But that said, last season was not great. She was the best part of a not great season. And this season, I really have so much empathy for her because she should be given better material to work with. And I really like what you pulled out of her in her interview, or just maybe she felt more comfortable opening up in that way. I actually really enjoy Kenya. I'm very happy about her hair um, line and like expanding all the stores. I love watching her with her daughter. 
Um, it's really, really sweet. And I have, yeah, I have a better appreciation for her. She was, she, she played the role of villain. So I responded how you respond to a villain, I guess, when you're watching, if that's not your favorite, but I have a better appreciation for her on the show and I can tell why she's so bored. It was very interesting to watch how vocal she was about what she had to deal with. I was very surprised, but it's the right person to bring out that energy in a better way with a revamped season. Michelle, sorry. No, listen, I I agree. A lot of people have said that my interview with Kenya made them see her in a different light. Um, And I was happy to hear that because Kenya is someone who I love and adore on a personal level. Like personally, that's the Kenya that I see every day. And when I was working with her, um, she never once gave me any talk back. She never Mm -hmm. yelled at me. She never argue with me even when she disagreed with me she would do in a very respectful way i knew when she was um disappointed in me giving my feedback and she would say okay boss okay and i you know it's like it's like it's like a a parent and a child and i would feel so bad like oh god did i break her heart because she's such a perfectionist and she wants to always do a good job and it, it it bothers me that people think she's this evil person. And I'm like, honey, there's there's other evil people that's been on that show that deserves that title. Kenya yeah. Moore is not one of them at all. She's a sweetheart. And I do mean it when I say a show without Kenya Moore, what the fuck am I watching? Do you agree with that, Michael? Yes, honestly, if if they don't, I, I don't actually, again, I don't know if the full reboot could actually, they could pull that off, but I would at least keep Kenya and Candy. Um, m- maybe like a Cynthia and Sheree in certain roles, depending on how that, that goes, but I would, if they build around like a Miami style or even whatever you a show you want to point to, I think Kenya and Candy are pretty vital. I think Candy is just endless material. And so is Ken, Kenya's ultimately a really good performer. And I also think if she wanted to show more of that side that we saw in your interview, like that's just, and in her business, I think, I think there's a lot that you can do with Kenya on the show. Um, she is like, they're the de facto stars carrying the franchise. However, people who should still be there or not. I think those two are kind of hard to replace, especially, if, which I can imagine if you don't like, like, I can imagine it's hard to cast that show in Atlanta. Oh, breaking news! Nine one one. hard to cast. And I can say this, Michael, to you and to my audience, as somebody who was there a part of casting, the Real Housewives of Atlanta is the number one show of all shows across the reality zeitgeist. The Real Housewives of Atlanta is the hardest show to cast. It's hard. There's people there who I would love to do the show. When I was a part of the show, I would call like my celebrity friends, like, look, bitch, you want to do the show? And they would say to me, and I'm just telling you the truth. I'm not doing that ratchet ass show. Yeah. That's what I imagine with the money like that in Atlanta. Yeah. The, the women who are either married to a very rich man or the women who are celebrities themselves, a lot of them feel like the brand of the show doesn't fit them. So when the conversation started to center around a full reboot a la New York City Housewives, right? New York City Housewives completely started from scratch 
and they now have, I believe it's five or six new housewives. A lot of people feel like, does Atlanta deserve that treatment? Because if you start clean, then maybe you're able to get those women who knows. But at this point, those women do not want to join the show. So who do you, who ideally, Michael, do you want to see on the show? Is there a celebrity you think would be good? Or what type of black woman or white woman in Atlanta would you like to see a part of the cast? No, we don't need any white people on the show. I mean, maybe unless they really fit. Like, I will say, I don't need Kim Zosiak. Um, I don't need her back. Um, that did not end well. That 2016 reunion and how she cried and acted like she was the victim. We don't need that energy. Um, if they could find a white woman that doesn't give that, um, maybe, but no. Um, I don't. I used to like have an idea of like what kind of celebrity, but like honestly, I just want the an actual group of people who seeming who really actually like each other. Um, I think Candy and Kenya are still a really nice bridge between they can anchor the show, they have a certain level of celebrity and success that can still go a lot of ways. But I would like to see maybe, I guess, 40, 30 somethings that kind of fit that. I actually, I mean, I don't know if I'll go back there, but like not Shamari. I actually think that was a missed opportunity with her because you had someone who was a celebrity of a certain era that grew up with the audience that we knew. Um, she was easy to pull from a lot of people too. I think it would be easy. I'm just trying to figure out who could actually pull in people that we'd want to see, but I just don't, I don't know anymore. Um, because I think when they try with celebrities in Atlanta, particularly that just doesn't tend to go well anymore. And I think that's kind of like a lot of any Atlanta based franchise, it kind of not doesn't go well. No, um, I want a lot of the ones on there now to go. God bless them. Which ones? Honestly, they can all, they, I don't who want would, to lose their jobs. Michael, <laughs> who would you like to see removed from the show? Um, I don't need Drew. Um, I don't really need Sheree either. I, she's a legend, she's a legend, but I don't, I don't need it. Um, Sonya, God bless. Um, yeah, God bless. Okay. She's nice lady. Um, I like her. Yeah, she's nice. That's all I feel. I'm like, she's nice, but just no, but we're talking about business. Business. Listen, this is Courtney, all business. Courtney, Courtney, no. Um, Monette, a nice woman, no. Um, I just, I, I don't know. It doesn't work for me anyway. I don't think it's working. But I like her happy. I watch Hollywood divas, but no. Um, they all can go honestly. Besides Candy and uh, Kenya. Maybe Sheree, depending if they could get Portia back or something, but I don't really need the rest of them. I just, I don't know. I think Marlo now, I don't want to let Marlo go because she she at least tried, but the way she tried is exactly why I don't want to watch the show. Um, unless she can really open up more about certain parts of her life that would make her appear fuller on the show, if that makes sense. Like, mm -hmm. it doesn't work. It's just beef that you are pulling out of wherever just to kind of get on screen time, which is late at this point um yeah i don't really need candy in kenya we need to start around get portia i mean i read the the rumors um i don't know about how i don't know if that's true but throw whatever you need to bring her back actually let her bring shamia bring some like women of her age in that circle i feel like that's a nicer mix and then 
some like still younger. I don't know. I just whatever is the I don't know. They can't go full Housewives of New York reboot, but that is really well done casting to me. That is a really well done show now. Um, and it was just enough that it was a nice mix. Um, but yeah, I don't need anybody really on the current cast besides Candy and Kenya. And I do agree that you need Kenya on the show. I actually think if Candy decided to leave, you still really need Kenya. Yeah, yeah. no, I think Kenya's a staple for sure. Let's talk about Sheree. Sheree <laughs> is an OG. Sheree uh, yeah. is at this point the longest running and standing OG on the show. I love Sheree. Sheree's mm -hmm. a personal friend of mine who I love and adore. I personally think Sheree's good for the show. Um, a lot of people agree with me. A lot don't agree with me. I want to hear from you because when people do talk about who should stay, when it comes to Sheree, some people are 50-50. I'm on the side of Sheree staying, but a lot of people are. And I'll, and I'll give you my list later in the episode of who I think should stay. But why? Is it that Sheree isn't somebody that's an automatic yes, considering she is an OG? Um, I, I, I think it's not. She really can still give good TV. She's really funny in the confessional. She's beautiful. Like, I, I, I really root for Sheree, but I also think um, in terms of story, like, oh, okay, let's just, Martell. Okay, I get it. I watch Huntsville. I, you know how I feel about Melody. That is, what if Diamond Pledge, AKA, she is, I like Melody a lot. Gone. Um, if you watch him date her, okay, what are you doing? I just don't believe that they're in like, I'm sure they have fun and they are good company and they, oh, I like, I get it. But there's a level that she adds to it that you can directly see opposes it when when you watch your show when you watch love and marriage huntsville i'm like these do not align so when i'm watching this it's like what 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 is real um like why are you adding more to this than you need to the bob thing that reveal was peculiar but it was also like <laughs> i don't know like i think this season she again she was trying to play the role of like the nucleus who brings everybody together. I don't think that's a natural fit for her, um, which is kind of why that scene, where, wherever they were, they started arguing. I was like, okay. Um, I'm tired of watching terrible men who are not going to do her right. Like, and, th and that's good. Like, if you kept her, who is the equi Atlanta equivalent of millionaire matchmaker? Get them on the show and help Sheree find somebody, and we can watch her date. Um, and I I, I want to know I, if Sheree was I don't I don't feel like she's good on the show, but I actually don't know if I'm getting more about like her actual story in the way that ultimately I think Candy and Kenyo have been we've been on a journey with them mm -hmm. and how they change and evolve. I think Sheree is cool, but it's more I don't I feel bad. I like Sheree. Also, it's kind of like how she thought like her website crashing was a good thing. I think that's where I'm at. I'm like, you're good at this and it, it's all there, but this is not the way it should be. Like maybe if we got a different producer, if you open up a little bit more, but I just, I don't know, I feel like I've run my course with Shred. But I do think with the right mix, depending on the cast, she still works. Cause she's, you know how to make good TV. I just feel like with the story, it's not really evolving. So just want her to um, 
sell them joggers. Um, my price point is high though, but get the money. <laughs> Sheree, bring me some joggers, y'all. That, that reminds me, Sheree. I'm never going to get my shit back to right now. I'm just not going to get it. <laughs> Sheree, I'm coming over and I want some joggers and I will add it to carloskingshop.com where you can get all of your raindrop and allegedly apparel, honey, because I, I want some joggers. So what's, what's happening right now when it comes to the Real Housewives of Atlanta, um, B. Scott, um, his website, Love B. Scott. Hi, B. Scott. He did an article recently that said, sources claim the network is looking for a complete reboot. And that caused a firestorm on Twitter. So much so, Sonya Riches Ross um, made a tweet or a post about pretty much just saying, don't believe everything you read. People don't have all the facts. Um, the fans went crazy, wondering what does this mean for their favorite franchise? B. Scott also did another post after the tsunami of tweets saying some of the girls, meaning the housewives, some of the girls are trying to discredit me. Who do you think, who do you think I get my sources from Love Muffins? Again, paraphrasing what he said. Um, if the network is interested in a full reboot, do you think there would be a backlash from social media or even you? Shout out to these guys. I, I don't play with uh, them. Their sources usually stay on it. So <laughs> um, I do think there'll be a big fan backlash. You kind of already seen it online. Some of my friends that watch the show, I like to talk about the show with me, have already complained. I think it would be like that. Um, it might have actually been on the same or if not slightly worse scale than New York, because I do think particularly black audiences, we are comfortable and familiar with the folks that we know. And Housewives of Atlanta is a very particular show, especially if you kind of essentially grew up with it. Um, I don't think it would work unless, which is actually why I get Kenyan Candy's standpoint, but I don't think it would work unless they were able to pull a really big celebrity or celebrities um which i don't know if they can pull off so it wouldn't work the same way but if it were just a kind of a new group of women i personally would give it a chance because i seen when because i was mad about new york but i also thought that was fine because it got sad um and that's the thing about atlanta it's not sad it's just kind of like the right parts are not working and it needs to be some shift and not just the cast probably even production because i think maybe production is doing a lot of the women a disservice to be fair on how the way is set up um i do think the fan backlash would be pretty big it but it would take some if they got the right cast like some big names it could work but i don't think they can so just fix what we have um and kind of slowly rebuild. I, and personally, I feel like they let it get to this point. They should have did a big reshuffle like five years ago. I, what was crazy is I think they were trying to do that, but unfortunately, uh, in my opinion, some bad decisions were made. I was told that um, Drew was bought on because of Eva Marcel, because they're friends in real life. And that uh, there were conversations of possibly, um, surrounding Eva amongst this younger group, which is why that season you had Drew Sedora and Latoya Ali. Latoya was considered to be a housewife, not a friend of. And that Eva, Eva was going to bring in this 
usher in this new world of Atlanta to do what you're what you're saying, which is let's slowly build into this. The problem is, listen, I thought Eva was good for the show. Um, I I spoke to Eva and I, and I said this already. I'll say it again. I ran into her in New York City a couple of years ago. I think this was her first season as a housewife, not a friend of. And I said, look, bitch, where is WBUPN Eva? Because what you're giving now, honey, I'm not into. I need top model Eva. I need Eva because of the girl smoking a cigarette. Okay. I was gonna say that's my thing with Eva. I, I feel like we didn't really get who Eva is until she let Marlo have it on the bus. Baby, um, so, yeah. she was good in the virtual reunion, the little Zoom reunion. Oh yeah, but all I remember is Portia chopping her up. But yeah, she did show up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all I remember is Portia. Not, not, the, not the breasts being social distant, child. Yes, Heidi, go ahead. Um. A rebuilt around. I'm kind of glad that didn't happen, but I would have did that idea with Portia. <laughs> so let's get into that. It has been reported that Bravo is in negotiations with Portia and that allegedly Portia is demanding a lot of money to come back to the show. How do you feel about Portia coming back? Is that a step in the right direction? And should Bravo back up the Brinks truck? Open that bitch up. Let all the Benjamin Franklin's and the George Washington, mm -hmm. George Washington Carver, honey, and allow this money to be sent to Portia to get her to return. I don't know if that highest paid housewife period thing is the move, but give. Um, okay, so I think Portia is a lot like Nene in that. She could, she's the only other person I think if she joined, got back on the show, it would really shake it up and people would like rush back to see. But it's, I hope it's the Portia that actually wants to be there. I think Ooh. that makes a big difference. Like if you're only there for the check, you don't necessarily like the people and you, it kind of shows, then I don't know if that makes always for the best. And I wanted to say this because I'm being, I want to be generous to Nene because she has dealt with so much over the years, but you could tell, maybe not you could tell, but after a while, it made more sense. There was some personal and professional things going on between her and the show and what was going on in her life. And she was going through a really hard state. And actually, just as a fan, you don't really want to see that. and doesn't necessarily like carry the best energy for the show. Um, that might have just been like a year off. Because like, if like Nene came back right now, if they worked out a miracle, if she wants to be there, it would be great. If she doesn't want to be there, I don't know how it would work. I feel that same way with Portia. If like Portia wants to be there, talk about what's going on in her life, bring back Shamia, pull in more. Homegirl's like, actually, yeah, bring out the Brinks truck and let her and let's see how her and Candy get along. She gets along with um, Candy. Maybe Drew can stay um, and see how that theatric goes. They can have a two be off in acting. Um, you said two be off? <laughs> yes, I'm just teasing about the portion. <laughs> You know, Drew. Uh, I don't think Marlo will work. Shout out to Tubi. Yes. Go ahead, Michael. <laughs> I don't think it would work. Like, if Portia come back, I can't see her wanting to work with Marlo, though, because it might go nasty. And I actually don't want to see that either. I do think it, yeah, I, I, I give Portia money. I could also see the network being like, we're tired of paying all of y'all. But I think with Atlanta, you, it's kind of worth it. Because, again, I just don't see how they would refresh that cast. Like I, maybe some of us would want. I don't know if that's really possible. Get Portia money. One thing about the Real Housewives of Atlanta, 
they at least have between six and seven housewives, full-time housewives. Mm -hmm. Lately, it's been only six. So let's add one more to make it seven. Because I think for the 16th season, you're going to need seven in order to really yeah. arc. So name me your dream season 16 cast that you think putting on your hat as a diehard fan. What seven housewives do you think would make the show great? And listen, if you want to save two for new girls, tell me that. Is it seven familiar faces? Is it three familiar for new girls? And I want to be realistic because I want I hope this have Portia, Kenya, Candy, maybe Sheree. And actually surprise me with new people. So three new girls. Yeah, I want new people. I want like the people I like and new people. Um, friend of maybe like Cynthia, someone else fresh to like and actually try them out like they did a couple years ago when like clearly Claudia and Kenya, like let's see the options. Let's see how they mesh. Let's see them in solo scenes. Like Ken Kenya was right, like earn it. Um, but I really want the people I know that will show up to work and perform and a new mix of people. Stop looking for a moment, be a person. I, I really want more reality stars to just be a person. The moment will come. That's what works with Nini. She is the moment. She just opens her mouth. Thank you for listening to Reality with the King. New episodes drop every Tuesday. Share, comment, follow, and subscribe to Reality with the King wherever you get your podcast. Visit realitywiththeking.com and be sure to follow me at thecarlosking underscore on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and yes, baby, my YouTube channel where you can get all of my visuals, baby, my expressions. Yes. And don't forget, tweet me your thoughts and hot takes about this episode using the hashtag realitywiththeking. Reality with the King is a production of Kingdom Reign Entertainment. It is produced by Sierra Spragley Ricks and executive produced by me, Carlos King. Kingdom Rain Entertainment, baby!